You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 101. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the man who is bananas for Super Monkey Ball, Christian at ISO. Christian, how are you? Hello. I went insane today, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN and you will find us on there as well as twitch.tv slash podcast PXN as well. The, the squeaking in the background is the dog playing with the toy the topic of the show this week christian is all the gamescom news but first the show always starts with the pxn news of the week so let's go ahead and jump right in christian the first item on the pxn news of the week is quake got an enhanced edition that was stealth dropped uh and i believe it was stealth dropped the other day but or maybe friday monday i I think right wasn't it wasn't it monday Monday? yeah it might have been but like this came out of nowhere like this wasn't announced or anything like they kind of (sighs) just showed it and there was like they were like here you go here's a quake enhanced edition have you ever played the original quake uh games christian does this excite you? Uh, I, I played one of them on, on my cousin's PC, but I was not big into Quake. I was more of an Unreal Tournament kind of guy. And even then, they weren't my game, so it was very much like a peripheral experience for me. Um, but I know it's a big deal for like a lot of people who grew up with this franchise for that for it to be back and available to play like now. So like I'm very happy for those people because that gameplay is, is fun. Uh, yeah absolutely uh and it's kind of like like (laughs) a thing like where people are so obsessed with these original games like doom and quake and unreal tournament and all these crazy uh uh tournament-esque games or like close quarters uh whatever you call that um indoor corridor shooter whatever you want to call it yeah um so yeah yeah I, i think it's interesting uh i don't know if i'll check it out i I've, I think I've played the original Quake a long time ago, but it's been a very long time since I've uh, I've checked it out, so I might have to check this out. So. Quick correction for us. Uh, I misspoke. It was actually the 19th of August, so last Thursday this was announced. Uh, so not, not Monday, like I said. Oh, it was last Thursday? Last Thursday, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, I took the dog's toy away, and then he just grabbed it <laughs> off the counter as I was uh, going back to the mic. That's brilliant. This is going well, Christian. They, uh, they've got the energy today. I, I, they're, like, going at it. Yes, he is. He's insane today. Uh, moving on to the next story, Christian. Call of Duty Vanguard is releasing on November 5th. Uh, my question is, do we care? Uh, there's a new update that we have gotten on the lawsuit that they are facing. Um, and I thought this was kind of a very, very crappy, uh, update that we have gotten that, uh, shed some further light on the bad things that are happening inside of Activision right now. So, uh, Christian, 
Apparently, the California DFEH has uh, claimed appointment of law firm Wilmer Hale, and uh, the appointment of law firm Wilmer Hale has interfered with the investigation. And uh, apparently, this has claimed that the publisher has shredded documents, and also this uh, lawsuit has expanded to include contractors as well. What the heck? They're shredding documents now to try to cover up their their uh, path of you know greedy, greedy, disgusting behavior, and that's not good at all. And or obviously these are reports, so this isn't confirmed, but this sounds like something that they would get caught doing. Uh, I would believe it. I mean, <laughs> when there's smoke, there's fire, right? And like yeah. the, the all the stuff that's kind of recently like. This is very much apparently in character of what Activision is like as a company. I saw it this morning, and my initial thought was like, this is abhorrent. It's it's no person who claims to be like trying to lead um, the way of like being a, a, a positive workforce. Nobody who is um, innocent would do something like this. Yeah. It's, I, it's I, dumbfounding. I, I literally yeah. cannot believe it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy, and uh, the the part about including contractors is interesting to me as well because uh, oftentimes in the game industry, like contractors uh, are kind of seen as like lesser people, so to speak, in in the video game industry. Uh, I've heard many times from uh, contractors that have worked on like Halo Infinite, for instance. Microsoft, uh, in general, as a company, uses contractors a lot and they're they are not treated well they don't get benefits like you know full-time employees do and so it's not surprising that contractors are also being included on this as well because uh i mean there's some crappy things that are already happening to contractors and uh across the industry contract work in general in the video games industry is like the uh, there's i can't think of the metaphor right now but it's kind of like the unspoken thing of AAA development where they can get away with um like mistreating employees like you mentioned not giving full benefits um overworking them uh it's it, it's kind of a terrible practice that is way too common in in my opinion yeah yeah i i agree completely it's crazy can i ask though uh yes. when you uh, on call, call of duty vanguard yes. um do you, do you care about this new call of duty i, I uh, no, honestly, not really. Uh, I've bought every Call of Duty for ever, uh, but mm-hmm. 99% of the time, it's because I just want to play the campaign. And, you know, in Black Ops 4's example, there was no... Is it Black Ops 4? Oh, Cold War? Or Cold... No, Cold... Did Cold War not have a campaign? Oh, you're talking about... Oh, sorry. Yes, Black Ops 4. The okay. one with... Yeah, that yes. one did not have a campaign. Yes. So, like, that was the one that I wasn't that interested in because I, I just don't play the multiplayer for Call of Duty any, anymore. So, uh, I really wasn't that interested in Call of Duty uh, anymore in general. So, the whole, you know, shtick with Activision and what's happening with them just makes me not want to get this anyways. And it does suck because like we talked about a few weeks ago, like it's the, it's the interesting like dichotomy of like, are you supporting the developers or are you supporting the publisher? Because there's also some really great people that are working on this game because uh, I I believe they have um, for the first time ever female writers writing the story for this, this game, which, Like you want to support that, but like it's like 
it it is again again that interesting like thing of like what do you do like you have good on one side bad on the other it's like i i just it's very conflicting um yeah the narrative team is comprised like you said of mostly all women who people who i follow on twitter by the way and like uh, the composer is is Bear McCree, McCree if I remember right. The composer of God of War. Yeah. Like the, all the elements are, are leading to like a, a great Call of Duty campaign. Yeah. World War Two from Sledgehammer Games was was fine. Like I enjoyed that one. Yeah. But from what I've seen this week, the both the um, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later in the topic of the show. But uh, the trailer dropped earlier in the week, just like the kind of coinciding. Can't look at the I guess the world of the next Call of Duty. It looks fine. I, 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 it wasn't anything that like got me excited, unfortunately. Yeah. But I, I do love the people working on it. Like I, I hope I hope it's a good game. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, and I thought Call of Duty World War Two was fine as well. It's like we'll see. I'll see how yeah. it turns out. But yeah, hopefully Activision makes some big changes uh, soon because I haven't seen it thus far from that side of Activision Blizzard. So. Uh, moving on, Christian. Did you expect to see this? Another version of Skyrim has been announced. The Skyrim Anniversary Edition launching November 11th. Uh, I have no idea what year we're in anymore. Yeah. Uh, this game released 10 years ago, Christian. 10 years ago. And we're getting another version of the game. This has to be like version number 20 maybe at this at this point. I don't know. I've lost track. Uh <laughs> But I can't th- believe we're getting Grand Theft Auto and Skyrim in the same year. It's yeah. the same ones from what? When did GTA Five drop? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, this came out twenty eleven. Yeah, I, I, insane, dude. It is insane. On, across three generations, yeah. these games have been on. Wow, it's insane. Yeah, you. Yeah, spot on. Uh, but they are adding fishing, which okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a, a weird thing to add. But all right, cool. Um, but it is cool that they're doing, it, it is a free next gen upgrade. So, um, right. if you already own the, uh, enhanced edition, I think whatever the Xbox one and PS4 versions called, I can't remember, uh, that will get a free next gen upgrade to this version. So that's cool as well. Um, yeah. but yeah. Um, that's awesome for fans who, who are craving more, I guess any excuse to go back to Skyrim because that's like the most beloved elder scrolls game, like probably ever. Yeah. You know, so like that's awesome for the fans, especially they get it for free. Very cool. Yes, absolutely. I won't be playing though. I'm sorry. Do what? I won't be playing though. Oh, you won't be playing. Oh yeah, I I can't blame you there. It's a ten year old game at this point, and Mm -hmm. if you've if you wanted to play this game, you would have probably already played it. So I mean, at this point, we're ten years down the line. Uh, moving on, Christian, uh, we got some review roundups from both Psychonauts 2 and Aliens Fireteam Elite, which I kind of included that one in here to kind of talk about a little interesting comparison, but we, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Psychonauts 2 has gotten some very positive reviews thus far. It's at an 87 on Metacritic, which is very solid. Um, and people have been lauding the gameplay mechanics and how original each level is. Like they said that each level is like so unique in its uh, own right, where like you're doing different gameplay mechanics for each level. Like it's not stale because they change it up with every single level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never played the original Psychonauts, but I, apparently this one's an easy one to jump into because uh, they someone asked. Uh, 
one of the creative guys on this game if like we had to play the first game and they're like well you'll lose like a little nuance or whatnot but you'll still like this is a great way to start into the the franchise so i i think i'll check definitely check it out on game pass so what yeah, about you Christian? I, was, I was gonna say it's on game pass so yeah. if you are, are you gonna play the first one is that what you said I'm going to check this one out. I I have this problem sometimes, and it's similar to your problem with Halo CE, where I can't go back and play old games because sure. it just it, it's not the same, you know? Dude, it, it feels dated for sure, but I, yeah. it's got that double fine charm that it's worth at least checking out if you're interested. If mm-hmm. not, I mean, uh, there's no shame in watching a recap video on YouTube. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think the most famous thing from from the original Psychonauts game is the Milkman scene, which has been on Twitter. Like, I think I see it once every year. Probably like the, mo- the, the most funny thing from Psychonauts. But like, yeah, I'm so excited for Psychonauts 2. Uh, I downloaded it last night on my PC and I have it queued up ready to go this morning because apparently from what I've heard, it's a game of the year contender. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Tim Schafer, the crew at uh, Double Fine. Uh, shout out to Microsoft publishing another, uh, like a, the first banger of the year from them, I think. Right. Yeah. And Microsoft uh, giving them money, I guess, more money to help make this a reality. Like, yeah. Incredible stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited. Absolutely. Uh, and Christian, Aliens Fireteam Elite is an interesting one. Um, it is kind of a, it's similar to like Left 4 Dead, except it's like an Aliens game. Um, and I think it's third person as well. But I thought it was interesting because it's getting like average reviews right now. It's averaging 70 on Metacritic, which is pretty, it's, it's not bad. It's not a bad game. It's not, you know, it's not a fantastic game or anything. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's interesting because this game is priced at $39.99 and it's almost fulfilling like that niche that, you know, older double a, uh, developers or publishers would put out these like, you know, mid tier games. And I I think that's kind of an interesting, uh, thing that they're doing. Like, does this interest you at all at $40? Um, like, does it pique your interest or, or no? Unfortunately it doesn't, but I, I won't lie. It does look fun. Uh, I think, Sort of the the double A games can be hit or miss with me. They're only as good as the people I play them with, True. and that's just my the kind of enjoyment I get out of those kinds of middle of the road experiences. If I had like a crew of people that I played games with every year who, or every year every day who were interested in playing Aliens, like I for sure would probably have a, a blast playing it for a week or two, and I'm sure I would probably sit at around that eight seven to eight range, yeah. uh, based off what, what I've heard from impressions on on Twitter and stuff. But uh, as it stands for me alone, probably not something I'm, I'm going to check out just because I have a lot of backlog games and stuff to check out for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Like it is it's definitely an interesting conversation, right? To have that lower price point, uh, especially with next gen games that cost $70 now for well, in some cases, but like that it's almost half price of that. So like it's it is interesting to like think about like I don't know what what other experiences we could get in the future for like this kind of model of a cheaper price, but maybe not as good of a game, I guess. I don't know. I hope it does well. Like I like seeing kind of experimental price tags on games because it removes a lot of the barriers to entry because people don't want to spend 60 to 70 bucks on every single game. Right. That's one of the reasons why Game Pass is so good is that you're able to access games that kind of pique your interest, check them out. And if you like them amazing if you don't know harm no foul because you're only spending 10 bucks a month right so for a game to come out like this and be kind of an easier entry is, is always cool to see and i hope we see more games like that yeah 
Absolutely. Uh, moving on, Christian, we're moving to a story where Roe would absolutely be loving it right now. <laughs> but unfortunately, Roe's not able to be here this week. And uh, me and you are going to attempt to get through this story. Uh, Destiny 2 Witch Queen event uh, happened on yesterday, uh, right before the Xbox event. And also, we got a little bit of a tease of Bungie's 30th anniversary celebration, which is freaking awesome. Uh, I am almost back as a complete Bungie fan now. I, I, I never left, but like I, th- their event on yesterday made me want to like dive back into Destiny Two. Like that's how how exciting it was. Like it looked amazing, and all of the changes that they're making have been based on community feedback, and they've been kind of building towards you know this Witch Queen expansion. And they have their next expansion, which is Lightfall, I believe is the name. And they just yep. announced another expansion, which is supposed to be the end of the light and darkness uh, era or saga, whatever they said, um, which that's probably still years away. But um, it is interesting to kind of see them, you know, be very transparent about their future. Whereas when Activision owned the, uh, the rights for publishing Destiny, it was very opposite of that, where you didn't get this transparency. So it is very refreshing to see. But Christian, this is coming February 22nd, 2022. Is yep. this going to get Same you? Same day as Sifu. Sifu? Oh, is this okay. going to get me? Is this going to get me? Yeah. No. And and I realized this uh, when I was missing the, the Witch Queen stream, and I realized that I didn't care. And that's when I realized <laughs> I was, I've was i been a lapsed Destiny fan for a while, yeah. which is a bummer because 2014, 2015 to me was like all about Destiny. I had like bought in, I've bought in almost every single DLC, and I used to spend so much time at Destiny, but just I don't have the time anymore. Yeah. It's, it, it's a lot of, it, it asks a lot of the players to just kind of stick through. Um, I, I I did see that uh, they're finally the Madmans are actually doing it. They're uh, making it so that primary ammo never runs out. It's infinite, which I think oh. is insane. Which that is wow. something that like fans like including me uh, like playing through Destiny One, Destiny Two. Like, yeah. God, I wish sometimes that like I didn't have to get primary ammo again. And they're actually doing it, which yeah. is bonkers. That that's insane. Yeah. I didn't even know that. And I watched well. I sort of watched it like I was watching it while I was on my lunch break at work, but I was like doing other things too. So, but yeah, I, th- I think that, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I think this was during the, uh, this week at Bungie or whatever, or oh. this weekend, like the, the, the yep. thing that went out. Yeah. Yep. Not during the actual stream. So gotcha. That's where I got that. That mm. makes sense. Yeah. That, that's a really good, um, thing for them to change though. I agree with you. Uh, I thought that one of the coolest parts was uh, the new ghost that is like infused with the the hive, which is, oh, that looks so good. And in fact, Christian, it looks so good that I freaking bought the collector's edition that comes with that ghost. And I haven't played Destiny in like over two years. Uh, why, why would you do this to yourself i don't know i don't know christian I, I like i said they they made me so excited to come back and like they the cool thing is is like i've i've been a huge bungee fan since i was a little kid like i used to go on bungee.net every single day i would go to school and get in go in computer class and go to bungee.net and read the week weekly update that they would publish awesome. every single week like i just loved that community so much and 
Uh, I still do to a certain extent. It's it's not necessarily all the same people that work there, but there are some people that are left over from back then. And uh, and it is it's interesting to see Bungie, you know, get their independence, so to speak, again from Activision yeah. after they had gotten their independence from Microsoft. So I think I think they're definitely showing now that they have their strongest foot forward with them kind of being on their own and being like, hey, this is destiny. This is what we're doing. This is the end date of this saga. And then we're going to move on to either other things or like a next chapter. I'm not sure what that looks like. Um, but they do have another game that is unannounced right now that it, that it is confirmed that they're working on another game, but it's unannounced. So it'll be interesting to continue to see destiny get you know, flushed out moving forward here. But. Mark my words. I know I said that I'm a lapsed Destiny fan, that I'm not going to play it again. <laughs> I guarantee you, because I know myself, when this DLC comes out yeah. and it, the raid gets announced and it's like, oh, hop back on, you'll get a little XP boost and all, you can start doing the missions to get your raid ready, I will probably end up playing it. Because <laughs> that's who I am. Yes, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, I just realized, Christian, I am failing miserably at reading the chat because, my goodness, uh, we, there's just so much going on right now. But Punit Kredi and Narish Kumar, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, yeah, you guys have lots of comments in here. Um, and you said, are you reading the chat? I am reading the chat now. I apologize. But if you guys have any questions, let me know. Uh, I kind of lost track of all of that. I apologize. Uh, and actually, Naresh was actually our winner for the three-month Game Pass Ultimate, which I had to re-roll after the podcast because the person I selected didn't respond to me. And I knew I had a suspicion that it was going to be like a bot because I clicked on the account has no profile picture and there was a creation date of this month. So I was like, okay, this is probably a bot. So I messaged it to kind of test it out. Never got a response. So then I rerolled it and uh, Naresh actually won. So I thought that was really cool. Um, That's awesome. I'm glad a bot yeah. did not win in the end. Yes. Yes. I was not going to put that code in the chat unless I got a response from a, a human. So um, for sure. Amazing. Yes. Congrats. Yes. Congrats, Naresh. Congrats. Um, Christian, the other thing I want to quickly mention, Bungie has a ton of stuff in their store for their 30th anniversary. I, of mm -hmm. course, bought a bunch of stuff because I love <laughs> I love it. It's so good. But uh, yeah, I think it's really cool that they're doing their 30th anniversary stuff. And actually, one more thing, Christian. Did you see yes. the like 30th anniversary armor sets that they showed off? Um, they had like little needler uh, uh, shorter pads, like where the purple needles from Halo were like sticking out. It's not like an official partnership that I know of, but it, it's obviously a, a, a direct you know reference to that. Um, is this like clothes or like, I don't understand shoulder pads shoulder. Yes. It's like a shoulder that has like spikes sticking out, uh, like needle spikes. So they're purple like, needles like to wear. Like it's a thing I can attach to my shoulders and, and put on. Uh, I think it's like the shoulder. Is there shoulder armor in destiny or is it, it might be yeah, part like of Titans. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yep. It, I think it was the Titan. Um, cause they had three different, uh, outfits for the Titan warlock and Hunter. Um, but yeah, Hunter supremacy. Yes. Hunters. Yes. I love hunters. Uh, <laughs> moving on Christian to our next story. 
Sploitgate will remain an open beta for the foreseeable future after announcing more than 10 million players in, un- in under 30 days. That is an insane. insane. Yes. Uh, this is, yeah, this is like verging on like Fortnite territory back when it was first getting started as well. Like this, that's a lot of people playing the game. And uh, yeah. my question is, Christian, will Splitgate outlast Fortnite's beta because Fortnite was in beta I feel like for like two and a half years or something or three years which is nothing compared to Minecraft's beta let's true let's, let's remember this <laughs> yeah uh, um I don't I don't know that that's a that's hard that's hard to tell my my only concern is is whether or not Splitgate will stay mm. uh with like this high number like player base through the fall with three banger multiplayer games coming out with Halo battlefield and call of duty like that's honestly my concern and it'd probably be like my concern if i was working at Splitgate. yeah uh but keeping the keeping i think the game in beta is probably the smart move just to continue to work on it polish it out making sure your servers can handle this high amount of people and just kind of prepping kind of what the the next like drops of seasons and, and content will are going to look like once we approach uh, a launch for the game Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. It's interesting because we talk about Fortnite being in beta for so long and you talked about Minecraft being in beta for so long and now this is going to be in beta for foreseeable future. And we'll get to this here in a second. Uh, this kind of leads into the next story, but I think it's fascinating how there's a different mindset around a game that's in beta than a game that's fully released because you'll mm-hmm. remember the day before, I think it was like the day before the game Splitgate was supposed to launch, like officially launch. They said, no, we're pushing the launch back because our servers are overwhelmed. We, we have too many people. We can't, we can't do all this. We can't launch like this. So, I do find it fascinating that people are accepting of it because it has that beta label. So my question now to lead into our next story, Christian, Halo Infinite announced last week, late last week, that uh, co-op campaign is being delayed and Forge is being delayed, which Forge is their map editor and map creator. And um, so co-op campaign is being delayed by one season, which is three months. The seasons last three months. Yeah. And Forge is being delayed two seasons, which is six months. Um, So my question is, like, there's been some outrage from the Halo community for co-op campaign specifically. There are Forge people upset as well, but... Uh, co-op campaign has been a mainstay in Halo for so long that yeah. people are upset about that. My question is, is like, I guess I don't, I don't know how to put this without you know pissing off all the Halo fans out there, but I don't understand a different standard that we hold, you know, retail games to like, you know, Splitgate delaying their full release. If Halo Infinite had, you know if Halo Infinite was supposed to release the next day and they said, no, 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 we can't do that. We're going to stay in beta until indefinitely. That would be a very different reaction to what Splitgate guys have gotten. And yes, they're two very different sized companies. Splitgate's a tiny developer and Halo Infinite is being developed by 343, who's huge. However, I do find it interesting that there is this dichotomy between the two because at the end of the day... The thing's not ready. You don't want to release something that isn't ready. So, like, 
Microsoft, I guarantee, told 343, you have to launch this fall. There's no delaying it again. What features do you have to cut to get the launch ready for this fall? Yes, it sucks. I hate that it's not there at launch. However, I don't think that it's the end of the world. And actually, I personally am happy that it's not the whole game's not being delayed because there's already so many campaign spoilers out there right now that I'm afraid the longer it goes, yeah, the longer it goes between the time I get to play and now, the more chance I have of the campaign being spoiled, which to me is the number one thing. I I can still play solo, and that's that's the number one thing to me. Um, But what was your initial reaction to this news, Christian? Yeah, um... There's a lot here I want to respond to. I guess I'll start with uh, what you, like where you were ending at, which yeah. is you're right. It isn't the end of the world. Like let's be real. It's just a it's just a part of uh, of the game that will eventually come. Like at the end of the day, it's okay because we're still getting it right. It's still going to be included. But I think the 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 big thing, which the, which the difference between Splitgate and Halo Infinite is that we're asking two different things, right? Yeah. You have to, the multiplayer is free, but you still have to buy the game full retail to get the campaign experience. And to have a part of the campaign that they were making that was supposed to be in it delayed, right, until sometime next year is, I think, a little bit of, uh, like, people are justified in being a little upset because it is disappointing. Yeah. And you you said it, like, it's a, a mainstake of uh, all the Halo games. So I can see where they hate, the, like, the, the, the flashback is coming from from fans. Forge is kind of a different thing because that community, I think, is smaller, even though they are a very vocal community, from my understanding. Yes. Um, I think it's perfectly fine if that's coming later. That that seems to be kind of an aside, right? That's more multiplayer focused. The the campaign stuff, I, I there's no right answer, right? Because if if they delay it, fans are going to be mad, right? But right. if they release it with something missing, fans are still going to be mad. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah, I you're exactly right. Like if if they had pushed this game again, like delayed this game again, people would have been flipping out and, you know, people would have been saying, "Oh, what's wrong with Halo Infinite? What's wrong?" Yeah. The, at the end of the day, the game just didn't have enough time to get the features in that they needed to get in that they wanted to get in. It's that's the problem. Like games are never finished, so to speak. Like a lot of game developers always say that. Like our game if we you know, kept developing the game until it was quote unquote finished, we would never finish the game because there's just, you know, there's so much that you want to add and and continue doing. So, uh, I know I, I didn't know Gage was going to be in our chat. So I know he has a differing opinion. So Gage says, I think expectations of quality for content are based on whatever caliber that the creator of said content markets the game at flagship title expectations will always be higher than indie. Yeah. True. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, King Gage enters the chat. Yes, he does, Christian. <laughs> yeah. So uh, are are you are are you upset at all that, that that I think you meant are you like do you care that co-op is missing? I am I am I sad that co-op's not there at launch? Absolutely. Like I wish it was there. But it ninety-nine percent of what I play is solo in terms of campaign. So like 
my first playthrough, I had already planned to be so completely solo because I like to have that solo experience. I like ingraining myself in that world. Like, I don't yeah. want anyone like chatting with me like, hey, look at that. Look at that. Like, I want to just experience it all the first time myself. So that's why personally for me, and obviously not everyone's like this, but for me, this is actually going to work out pretty good because three months later, co-op's coming and that that's a pretty good amount of time for me to be like, all right, I'll pull in some friends to play with. Um, but obviously there's other people out there that they play campaign uh, co-op uh, the first yeah. time. That's, that's what they want to do. They want to play with their friends and I can't blame them for that. And I definitely can't blame them for being upset about it. Um, it's just something that, you know, it, it's a reality and we just have to deal with it, I guess. Um, Hope but, the game is good. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all, I, that's all I care about. If the campaign's good, yeah. then I'm good. If the story's great, yes. Like you said, I'm good. That's and we fun. already know the multiplayer is, is fun from what you've played of the flight. So Absolutely, yeah. Me and, me and Gage both have played the flight. Both of us love the gameplay. So I think that's, yes, you're absolutely right. That's the most important thing. Uh, <laughs> of course, Gage is trolling me in the chat saying Halo Infinite equals dead game. That's not, he's joking. It doesn't exist, dude. It's been delayed indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving into the games we are playing, Christian, we are actually doing pretty good on time because it's just you and I this week. Awesome. Uh, so I have been playing Rust again with one of my buddies. He literally pulled me back in uh and and one wanted me to play with him so i've been playing that with him and it's been very interesting i actually have a very funny story that i uh i thought that was cool we uh so essentially we got like a lot of stuff we got a nice base built and a ton of stuff that we accumulated somebody raided us and I was so defeated. And this is usually the time that I quit because I've played, you know, previously with him and like I'll play for like uh, I'll play for like three or four weeks straight with him, like, you know, throughout the week. And then I'll be like, all right, I'm done because something happens to piss me off, like getting raided and lose everything. So this was one of those moments where I was like, all right, I'm going to be done, I guess, after this. I kind of just started wandering around the map and i encountered a random person and i was like chatting up with them i was like yeah we just uh we got raided uh yeah i'm just kind of wandering aimlessly around here he's like oh we actually just raided a base right over there uh i can give you the codes for it i was like all right well i'll see wow. if i was like all right i'll see if there's anything in there well in the game you can change the codes after you raid a base you you take off the the doors and you put your own on and, and put your codes on he put in a code on this door, okay, and gave me the code for it. All right, all right, all right, cool, cool. So then he gets, he gets, no, 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 he gets offline, and I'm like, hmm, let me just see if this opens the front door to his base. It opened every single door in his entire base, and th th oh, this no. base... Yeah, this dude's base was massive, had tons of stuff, and me and my friend looted literally every single item from this guy. You're terrible. Why would you do this? I, you could have been a nice person. I feel bad, but it at the end of the day, I told my friend, I was like, this is this is Rust. Welcome to Rust. But I don't know. No. Yes. I had to do it. I had to do it. 
and the funny part is, is like, I'm like, there's no way this is the same code. And it was. And like, I, dude, don't use the same code as your own base. Like, why would he do that? You should go get a cell phone and see if it unlocks his phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's my story, Christian. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> that's all I'm playing. What are you playing? Well, first of all, you need to finish Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I know. I, I do. It's a very short Correct. game, Dan. Just I get know, it over with. I know. And I'm so close, too. Like, I'm, I know I'm close to the end. Anyway, I've been playing more Mario Golf Super Rush. I got my friends um, in the middle of the, of the country and then on the East Coast to, to buy it. So we've been teeing off every few nights, having a few uh, brewskis and just hanging out, catching up. So that's been fun. Um, I also got to check out the Riders Republic beta. Uh, yes, Ubisoft, I did close my window curtains when I was playing the game. Do not worry. <laughs> I did not break NDA. Um, impressions, if, if you're looking for them. Uh, controls a little janky, I won't lie. Like, the races are tons of fun. Yeah. But whenever I'm trying to do... I, I still don't understand why controlling my body is I was on the right stick and not on the left. Like, that disconnect happens so much for me when i'm like doing any of like the the tricks either whether it be on the snowboard uh or the bike or the skis like i i i can't seem to fix it in my head also why can't i switch stances i well you can but why can't i set my default to goofy i skate goofy and that starts <laughs> me off on the regular stance and that that like pisses me off character customization not enough there why is green like a green skin tone one of your main skin tones that's so strange to me. Let's get some more tan options in there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it, it it seems like to be like a fun game if you're hanging out with a bunch of people. On my own, playing the beta, I realized I probably won't be picking it up. Uh, which is sad, because I was really looking forward to that game. But I don't know. Maybe I'll continue playing throughout the open beta. And if I change my mind, then I change my mind. Last game that I played this week was a new game of the year contender for me, uh, which is uh, The Forgotten City. I started it up over the weekend after being severely disappointed by 12 minutes ending. Um, for, if you, for those that don't know, The Forgotten City is another time loop game, uh, originally a Skyrim mod. It's a small team of seven people where you end up going back in time to this Roman civilization. They live under the uh, golden rule, which is um, you cannot sin. And the whole premise of the game is someone is about to break the golden rule. And once they do, the statues come alive and turn everyone who is alive in that city to, to gold. And so your job is to figure out who is going to break this golden rule. And let me tell you, it was the most fun I've had solving mysteries probably ever. I have six pages of notes in my MacBook uh it the the writing is fantastic every twist and turn the game takes i'm like standing up from my couch being like oh my god are you serious i got the canon ending last night and i almost started crying at the end like it was that good of a game it was awesome dang um so it, it it's up there in terms of like quality games that i played this year like nice. thank you to that team fantastic so kind of the opposite of 12 minutes ending <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah no absolutely <laughs> yeah that was an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> Christian, we have Roro joining us in the chat. He's trying to get ahead of us here, talking about some Ninja Turtles. Oh, I guess somebody asked him whose favorite Ninja Turtle is. Hmm. We won't say who asked. Yeah. 
Christian. Uh, <laughs> moving into the topic of the show, speaking of, Gamescom 2021 has happened, Christian. Xbox led it off with the Xbox Gamescom conference. So, I've got some highlights here. Uh, there's quite a bit that. What they, are your highlights? <laughs> I want to. I want to know what the highlights are. Yes, there. It was. It was definitely not. You know, it was not their E3 showcase. It was a smaller, and I didn't expect anything out of this event. Like a lot of people had, I think, a little bit unrealistic expectations for it. Um, but I, I do think that it was. It was. You know, it was okay. There was some some good stuff in there but overall there wasn't there wasn't a ton of substance there but uh anyways forza horizon 5 christian still looks absolutely freaking stunning and i absolutely can't wait to explore mexico in that world that is absolutely beautiful uh and they they revealed the cover art which is equally beautiful and uh they unveiled a controller yes the controller looked amazing uh so wait are you you don't use a controller on pc right or do you what are you you talking about dan it's it's right here oh there so are you gonna get the forza horizon 5 (laughs) controller no i do not need to spend money on more controllers sorry no No. no, i i understand and the the special edition ones are always more expensive too so yeah uh obviously that's yeah a bum- bummer as we'll, well. We'll talk. We'll talk about it later. But there's a certain controller that was announced today that I looked at the price and I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, it's it's a hot controller, but absolutely not. I'm sorry. I, I think we know what we're talking about, but we'll get yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> so Forza Horizon Five, absolutely phenomenal. Dying Light Two, I thought looked pretty good as well. I'm excited to kind of see more from that game. It's kind of been on hiatus for a while. Uh, they did say that they were, you know, going to have twice the number of parkour moves that. They the original game had which i thought was really cool mm-hmm. uh that's one of the cool parts about the original game was being like very mirror's edge-esque with the exploration and and that kind of stuff so um that that got me excited um, reversal looks awesome there's a part of that clip where uh the protagonist jumps off a building turns around and then throws like a like a yes. hook and then they jump into like the bottom of a, like the window like that was very cool that was, was very cool. super cool and uh obviously christian you had to be excited about seeing those trebuchets. I mean, they spent 20 minutes talking about trebuchets. I was literally going insane. Like, I, I was very happy that I had actual work to do as I watched because the work was, like, more fun than what was on screen. Yeah. A beautiful cinematography. Don't get me wrong. Like, the trebu- like footage of the trebuchet was fantastic, but, like, I don't know why, why it was here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah just show us age of empires gameplay you didn't need to talk about a trebuchet for 20 minutes mm-hmm. uh, but yeah do, was there anything else that you know stood out to you at all or any i can't believe you didn't bring it up okay i, I, I know Ro will agree it's oh. the 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 games come in a game pass the the oh, humble yes. games those looked fantastic we got a look uh, at one that was in today's showcase that we'll talk about i won't bring it up now but dodgeball academia is actually coming to game pass which was a such a surprise for me like i'm looking forward to that game i think it's out now already but i just haven't like bought it but now i don't need to because it's on game pass 
You know what? That's why that's why you and Roe were like the indie the indie uh, experts, I guess I'll call it, because I'm I feel like I, that's like a blind spot for me as the indies. Like I'll enjoy some of them, but like it's usually the bigger indies that I enjoy. I don't ever you know pay attention to these smaller ones, and that's a fault of mine. There there was a game today that that was announced. I won't say which one yet, but. As soon as I saw it, I wanted to like hit up Ro and be like, "Are you seeing this?" And by the time I got on Twitter, <laughs> Ro had already tweeted at me saying, "Like, yo, are you seeing this?" I was like, "Yes, Ro. This is why we're friends. This is why we're buds." <laughs> Ro says in the chat, "Indies for the win." There you go, guys. There you go. Uh, moving into the Gamescom opening night live ONL that Jeff Keeley hosts every year. Uh, I thought this was a very good show. I feel like Jeff has really stepped up his um, opening night live E3 and uh, game awards presentations the last couple of years. I feel like he's done a really, really good job of getting exclusives that are very yeah. cool. Yeah. And very, you know, interesting. And that's, you know, one of the things that people were talking about that was missing from the xbox conference was halo infinite people were freaking out like oh my gosh is the game getting delayed again where is it halo's not here i'm like guys jeff Keeley's show is about 10 times larger in terms of audience than the xbox presentation i get i get the xbox presentation you know you probably should show your own content but at the end of the day, they're tr- Microsoft's trying to get as many people to see like what they're doing as they can, and everyone who's watching the Xbox event is also watching the opening night live event, most likely. So I feel like that's the reasoning why they were going to do it. But people were freaking out, Christian. They were Halo fans were on Twitter saying this game's getting delayed again. I'm glad. I'm glad it isn't. I mean, there's yeah. still a chance it is, but I don't think it will be at this point. But. I- <laughs> I know we moved on, but this honestly, this kind of was a sign for me to for Xbox to be like, why why did we even have a, a conference for you to begin with? Like, I right. think a, a solid um, uh, Xbox like uh, blog post would have mm. would have sufficed, and I think it would have felt a lot more powerful. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I got my eyes on a lot of games, like or, the humble games. So even what they did last year, the uh, last year they did those uh, monthly Xbox presentations or whatever they could have just did one of those and they could have shortened it to be like a half hour like they did not need what an hour and a half or however long that was that it did not need to be that long at all um and that would have been you know sufficient but yeah i agree oh before we go to the breakdown i have a question for you yeah what would you rate today's uh, opening night life (sighs) what would i rate it so minus if you take out my bias for the game that we're talking about obviously halo infinite uh if you might if you take out the bias from me for that because if if i include that it's like it's okay okay a plus but all right never mind if i'm being realistic if i'm being realistic i'd probably say a solid b i'm with you yeah mostly mostly the ads and the um the bizarre awards that they were giving out (laughs) just took me out of the experience so much yeah. Why why are 2022 games that aren't out yet winning 2021 awards? I don't know, yeah. but here we are. Otherwise, pretty pretty solid conference. And the bizarre thing of that is uh reading the details for the entry requirements for the awards for the Gamescom awards, you all you had to do was just pr- um submit video footage of your game uh that was 10 minutes or more 
and it could be previously already seen footage. So like you didn't mm. even have to be, you know, at this event or, you know, at Gamescom in general. You, all you had to do is just submit gameplay and you would be entered to, you know, win an award, which is kind of a little weird, but I don't know. I didn't um, even think Elden Ring had 10 minutes of gameplay available. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thinking about it, you're... Gosh, I don't know that... Uh, I guess cinematic might count as well. Like, their cinematic trailer plus that. I don't know. It'd be interesting to count that runtime. <laughs> uh, any, Anywho, Christian. So, we got a yes. bunch of news. A ton of stuff. So, there's no way I could go through all this. I will attempt to go over the highlights or, like, both of us attempt to go over the highlights. Yeah. But, obviously, the biggest thing here, Christian, Bus Simulator. 21 no i'm kidding i saw this in the pre-show i, w- I was very excited i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah i'm kidding uh I, w- I was like wait a minute is he actually interested no um they started the show with saints row did you ever play the original saints row uh, trilogy like i played saints row 2 at my friend's house yeah. i had saints row the third and i checked out saints row 4 none of them ever hit for me really yeah interesting uh, I started with the first Saints Row and played through every single Saints Row game, but my favorite will always be Saints Row the Third because it was just so crazy and zany and over the top, and I loved it. I think it's interesting that they're going back to their roots, so to speak, with this so-called reboot. I don't know if you know they're calling it that, but essentially right. it looks like a reboot. And um, the only thing I'm not sure of yet is I don't know if it still has complete zaniness there still um there was a little bit of zaniness with the helmet that the dude was wearing um but i I, there wasn't that over the top zaniness like you have that zaniness then you have saints row and it's like so i heard that you get some of that with uh the people that saw the behind closed doors demo of it so okay um if you're interested at all i would say yeah read up on the behind the closed doors because they go in depth about like what the premise of the game is which they're zoomers they're uh but you don't know what a Zoomer is. It's Gen Z. Maybe, maybe they're millennials. I don't know. They're doing like a tech startup kind of deal, but like underground. They're criminals. Yeah. Cool stuff. It is cool. Uh, I have a dog trying to join me here on the podcast. Um, Christian, Welcome. Christian, we also got a look at uh, a Marvel game, a new Marvel game that I thought was interesting. When it first was starting to play, I was like, what the heck? They're doing another Marvel game? But Obviously, once they announced what it was, it made more sense because it, it does. It seems like it's a uh, a action uh, or what? What did he call it? An RPG that's got like those classic. Uh, uh, what's the genre I'm looking for? Turn XCOM, X-com whatever XCOM yes. is. Yeah, tactical, tactical, tactical. Yes, yes, tactical gameplay. Um, so I think it's interesting, and apparently this is based on a, the Midnight Suns comic, I think. Um, Which I'm not familiar with. I'm not either, but uh, apparently the they actually got to create a brand new character for this game as well in the marvel universe which is insane how many people can say that they got to create a a character for a video game for marvel like that's insane to me um yeah that's cool does did this excite you at all are you a big big XCOM guy i am i'm not an XCOM guy sadly um the closest i've gotten to being an XCOM guy is that uh, i play a little bit of mario versus rabbits like the nintendo switch kingdom battle and i actually kind of enjoyed that a little bit but that's only because yeah. i think it was a mario property mostly 
Um, every, which is like everyone is high on this, you know. The, I like the aesthetics a lot. I like the look of the game a lot. So I mean, I'm always open to trying new things anyway. Yeah. So people, you know, when this, by the time this game comes out, if people are like kind of praising this game, then I'm not opposed to checking it out at all. So cool, cool. Uh, if people are watching live, they're just enjoying the show of me trying to hold back a ferocious dog here. But yes, I agree with everything you said about that. Um, Midnight Suns is going to be interesting, but it's not necessarily my cup of tea. Either. But, not like not uh, like the next item we've got coming up here, is yeah, it? Is yeah, it the next item, Halo Infinite. Uh, so I do want to preface this with this. I am a little bit disappointed that we didn't get any kind of gameplay obviously we've already played the multiplayer so we already have an idea of that uh i i already expected we weren't going to get campaign gameplay just because they 343 just recently last week on their blog post said that they will be delivering campaign gameplay a little bit closer to launch because they're still working through the final progression of development and then they do gameplay capture after that and they're going to you know release footage at that time but with that being said this freaking trailer that they showed sent all the hype levels to about a million for me i absolutely love this uh it was a scene of like uh britain um where i think that's big ben clock tower or whatever it is in london um i thought that i said britain but i mean i mean london uh I thought it was really cool, like the ambiance and the banished like coming in and the little uh, the I say little girl, but she was like probably teenager girl. <laughs> yeah, she's full size. The Spartans are just a lot bigger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so she was like kind of making her way through the uh, area, like trying to hide from the banished. And we end up seeing that she is actually um, the Spartan that is in control of the multiplayer environment, which uh, her name is eluding me right now. But um, I thought that was really cool connection to add there. And the Spartans dropping in with ODST drop pods was freaking amazing. And just the aesthetic looks so freaking good. It looks so beautiful. And I loved it so much. And the December 8th release date we got, obviously, which um, doesn't surprise me a whole lot. Uh, they're trying to wait till the last possible minute in yeah. 2021 to release. Give them as much time as possible to, to get this as polished as it can be. Um, and... Can I uh, yeah. Uh, can I say, like, yeah. I, I felt so bad for 343 when I woke up in the morning and I saw, well, one, the release date leaked. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Like, they deserve to have, like, that moment, yeah. like, on stage. And then when the release date actually showed up on stage, I felt it was a little lackluster because it just kind of showed up behind Jeff Keighley. Yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. There you have it. And let's <laughs> move on. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I kind of wish, like, uh, they would have just attached it to the end of the, the trailer because the trailer was, was Wait, cool. Wait, didn't they? I thought no. they they didn't. Oh, the trailer ends and they kind of uh, give details on like that. This is uh, part of the, the season, you know, what? Uh, multiplayer campaign. Yeah. And then the, the date comes up behind Jeff Keighley. I was like, well, yeah, you're right. I, I forgot. I watched it after the fact when they reposted it, but they added that after they reposted it. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the multiplayer. Um, this is the introduction cinematic for multiplayer season one of Halo Infinite. Yeah. Which, if they have this little cinematic in front of each season, I will freaking love that. I will eat that up. So good. It's uh, cool stuff. And things that I will eat up, Christian. 
Halo Infinite Xbox Elite controller was also revealed. Oh my goodness, it looks good. And this is what you were referring to before about yeah. a $200 controller. It is $199, which is expensive. Uh, it's but not, it looks really good. Yes. It's not unheard of because the the normal Elite Series 2 controller costs uh, $179.99, I believe, original price, or $170, one or the other. Um, so it's not unheard of that this is going to be that high because the extra premium of the custom version but uh yeah i i already ha- i already have one ordered christian don't tell anyone uh speaking of things you ordered what else did you buy what else did i buy well let me just tell you christian halo infinite xbox series x limited edition console was also unveiled and i pre-ordered that from target but my gosh that was a process to get that pre-ordered it <laughs> It dropped originally just on Microsoft Store, and people were saying they thought that it was only going to be released on Microsoft Store, and Mm -hmm. I started freaking out because I tried to get in right away. I refreshed the page constantly. As soon as it went in stock, added it to my cart, went to the checkout, and it was out of stock as soon as I went through the checkout. I was like, are you freaking kidding? It was literally seconds, and so I was freaking out. But then uh, one of my friends on Twitter, and actually I know him in real life, uh, Crocodile Rungi, um, Jacob Rungi, he actually sent me a tweet with Target as soon as it went live. And shout out to him because I was able to secure one from Target. So super happy about that. And the nice thing is, Christian, I could just sell my current Xbox Series X and pretty much, you know, break even uh, from my new console. That's awesome. So, and the dog. Good for you pulled his collar off uh but yeah I, i'm excited about it and ready to ready to play some more ready to play the next test speaking of things we're excited for yeah. i the the next thing that was announced in the show i think is my favorite thing we saw across the entire two i said that's not true there was a few other highlights but this is my first major highlight of the show can you guess what it is um i'm gonna guess cult of lamb also, the freaking lamb, dude. Are you kidding me? This looks awesome. I, I like a dungeon crawler esque. Like, I, I love the like uh, the animation style of this game. You play as a lamb, like as a cultist satanic lamb. You you're like sacrificing the other animals in the forest to gain powers. I I want to know more about it, and I want to play it. This looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, it looks very interesting. I like the art style for sure. It's like a I don't know if it's like a oxen free esque, like it kind of gives me that vibe a little bit, but like with more color, obviously. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a poor comparison, but I don't know. Uh, Christian Rose in the chat and he said, excited to see the gameplay from Marvel XCOM. I completely uh, have been um, neglecting the chat once again, so I apologize, Ro. And CGI trailers need to stop. My God. Yeah, that's true. And the Halo (laughs) Infinite CG trailer was uh, CG, so uh, yeah. Yeah, true. And uh, he also says, Jeff, a creepy, cute roguelite me sign me up all right oh yeah there we go i agree bro <laughs> um the next one christian tmnt shredder's revenge which i believe ro mentioned a little earlier saying april o'neill was going to be his favorite character to play as um but his actual favorite turtle is mikey um so this is really cool though 
April O'Neil we can play I, as Christian. Are you excited to play as her? No, because I play as Donatello exclusively. <laughs> but very cool. I love that April's in the game as a playable character. That's that's like that unobj like objectively freaking rules. Like I'm so happy about that. Also, like TMNT, like uh, Turtles in Time. What a freaking game! So like, I'm so excited to, to yes. jump jump into this one. Yes, agreed completely. It's so cool that they're making a sequel like to such an old game that in that style. Like I love it. It, it is really nice looking. Yeah. Um. But Christian, I yeah. I think we're moving to maybe you know something that might make you a little bananas, bro. Bro, I yelled. I I yelled. Okay, I know they announced mini games before, but yeah. when they were going through and spending time legit showing all the mini games from those Super Monkey Ball games, I was losing my freaking mind. <laughs> I had forgotten about so many of them, and then I learned I was so disappointed that it's only local co-op. You cannot play this game online, and oh. I am bummed. I am devastated. I hope they add it in the future. What an absolute miss. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that that's kind of disappointing, and yeah, that's such a cool party game. You'd think that they would have like online with that. That kind of sucks. Does uh does Morgana Morgana Morgana? I don't know how to say it. Does that interest yes, you? Yes, dude. Okay. When it, when the when the Persona stuff came up, I was like, oh my god, it's actually gonna be Joker. And then Morgana shows up, and it's like, it's not. This is better. <laughs> very yeah, very cool. Sweet. Uh, Christian, speaking of Splitgate from our news earlier, Splitgate Season 0 was announced, and uh, it is out now, actually. And there's a new multiplayer map they showed off, which I thought looked really cool and actually looks a lot more unique than the other maps, I think, that they uh, had in there before. thought it looks really cool, so um, definitely need to check that out because uh, I enjoyed my time with it. After yeah, I've been wanting to pull me. Yes, I've been wanting to play more because there's a 3v3 game mode in there that's like round based where um, it's almost like not search and destroy where you're not having an objective, but it's like last team standing sort of deal, which I think is the best mode in that game. Like it's super strategic and very fun. Interesting. That does sound cool. Um, Lego Skywalker, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga will finally launch in spring 2022. Uh, Christian, you play a lot of the Lego games or no? I used to growing up. Yeah, uh, this I, I love the change in camera that they've done where it seems a lot more like close and intimate. And it's more like third person other than like, you know, top down. This looks freaking incredible, dude. I can't wait. It looks legitimately awesome and so much fun. What a cute yeah. game. Yeah, Travel Traveler's Tales always does an amazing go job with the uh, Lego games for sure. They don't get enough credit for that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, we got another look at Synced Off Planet, which is uh getting a showcase tomorrow. Apparently, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, this this looked interesting. I don't really quite know what it completely is gonna be uh when it launches, but uh, yeah. it looked interesting. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah curious to, to know more. I, I th yeah. there wasn't enough there for me to like form an actual opinion, but yeah. curious to know more because it looks pretty. Yeah. The Outlast Trials were announced for 2022. I uh, I really enjoyed the first Outlast game. I thought that the horror in that game was so good and the tension, like you know, you have that dude following you and like sneaking through the little tiny paths, like oh, that was so good. It was so frightening, but so good. I'm sure Ro would love it, right, Ro? <laughs> <laughs> I love the first Outlast. How do you feel about this one being a multiplayer game? 
it's interesting and that's why i'm kind of intrigued uh to see how that works because obviously you know it doesn't always work when you translate single player games into like a multiplayer experience but it sounds interesting the premise sounds interesting i I just kind of want to see like it in practice and see what happens with it for sure i'm in the same boat it it looks enticing enough and i love the first one enough for me to be curious and hopefully check this out if it, it looks cool enough so yeah for sure uh we got jurassic world evolution 2 it didn't it didn't trick me again this time i knew what it was right away i didn't get tricked thinking i was getting an open world jurassic park game (laughs) i can't believe you skipped one of the best games that they showed off i don't i I still have no idea what it's about i didn't even know what it was because he didn't put the title there i forget what the game is called the south korean game devi v or something like that that doki 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 v i think okay yeah, something it, like that, right? It looks pretty. I mean, it's a weird art style or like a weird design, but it looks pretty. Pokemon meets Devil May Cry meets Monster Hunter is what it looked like to be. And I, I want to know more about it because insane. What an insane game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we've got Blood Hunt, which is a vampire battle royale, uh, which I mean, I guess that speaks for itself. Uh, it, like a lot of these are like interesting. I just want to see more from them. Like I don't know what you know that's gonna look like. I saw enough. I saw enough. You saw enough. You're in. I saw enough. No, no. I meant like I saw. I'm no. I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Park Beyond, which is another park simulator. I used to actually. I used to play park simulators all the time when I was a kid. I loved playing park simulators on my uh, my parents' PC um like zoo tycoon and roller coaster tycoon and stuff like that um but it's been a long time since i've been you know interested in that kind of game so i don't know if i'll be interested in this but it is interesting they're doing like a different spin on it where you can do like these crazy rides that you know aren't really realistic at all but um i don't know uh that's it all for me sure yeah uh, we also we got an update from uh, Horizon Forbidden West from Gorilla, which was finally confirming the delay to February 18th, 2022. Uh, I don't think that's a surprise. Um, obviously, we had already talked about it and obviously give Gorilla the time that they need. I think that's the most important thing. We want the best game we can get. Oh, surprise in terms of release date. Okay, sorry. No, for me, this was a surprise and like, I did not expect anything oh, Sony related to be at the show because right. I don't think they said they weren't going to be here. So for Horizon to show up, I was like, what is this game doing here? What are we about to get? Very happy we did get a release date. February is just like a nice spot for that game. Yeah. Uh, awesome. They're getting the extra time that they need to, to finish and polish off uh, what's looking like a, a great AAA game uh, for PlayStation. Agreed. Agreed completely. It's going to be an amazing game. And they also confirmed a 60 frames per second patch for Horizon Zero Dawn on PS5, which is cool. Very cool. 4K as well. Yes, 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 yes. Very good. Very good. Um, We've got Tales of Luminaria, which I'm not a a Tales fan, so I don't know much, and you're shaking your head, so you don't... I watched my friend play when I was in undergrad, when I was dorming in college, and I was like, what is this Tales game? Yeah. And that's all, yeah, all the history I have with it. Like, it looked okay. Yeah. 
We've got uh, Nebellion, who I'm following along here for all the announcements. He put no clue, man, for this one. <laughs> it's uh, Dead Mouse, who's in uh, that game Core. It's actually it's an interesting like experimental game thing that for kids uh, where they can kind of you know mess with different yeah. game features and stuff and kind of create their own games. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, I'm not gonna hate on it. I, I still don't understand why he came out and was like, "Yeah, it's pronounced Dead Mouse Five when." For so long, oh, like yeah. it, he was like, "It's Dead Mouse." So I was like, what, "What are we doing here?" And then he called himself Dead Mouse later in the actual video. So I was like, "What?" I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that, that is goofy. Uh, Rose says February is nuts. Yes, it is. And he said, "Genuinely, genuinely want to see more of Doki V." What a weird showing, but I freaked it. Freaking captivated me. <laughs> Absolutely nice. We've got Jungle Book characters showing up in uh, Fall Guys, Christian. Uh, that's a collab that I did not see coming. <laughs> did you see that yeah, coming? No, not at all. I saw, was like, is that Baloo or whatever his name is? Like, it was yes. insane. Yeah. And it, honestly, it kind of made me want to fall, uh, jump back, fall back into, see what I did there? Jump back into Fall Guys because yeah. I missed that game. It, it, is, it was a very fun game for sure. Um. I don't even know what else to to go over. Sifu, I you, yes. you had mentioned February twenty second, twenty twenty two. And I'll wait. Same day as Destiny, the Witch Queen DLC. So sorry, Roy. I think I know where your priorities priorities are going to lie that day. <laughs> yeah, I think we all know Roy's going to be playing a million hours of Destiny. <laughs> uh, we got Death Stranding Director's Cut gameplay, which I know you're excited about. This this is where my bias kicks in. Like. Yeah. People were disappointed that the showcase ended uh, on this. And le- you know what? I'll concede. I, I'll go agree with you. Sure. It's a very <laughs> weird thing to end the conference on. But you know what? This trailer was made for me and me only. I was in love, baby. Sorry. Go on. No, you're good. You're good. Talk, talk about your love for it. Are you excited for all the things they're adding? Uh, it seems Dude, like they're I mean, adding we, a lot of like, yeah. cool stuff. There's the firing ranges that we've seen before. There's the, I think that looks really cool is like these extra side missions, like deliveries that you have to do where you're forced into these like um, close quarters scenarios where you have to rely on stealth mechanics and some of the more action mechanics that uh, were kind of few and far between in Death Stranding. And look, for me personally, I think that was like a good thing in the core game. Like the shooting in that game uh, isn't as good as the walking and the climbing which is a very weird thing to say in a kojima (laughs) game but like legit like it's that it's it's weird uh so yeah that looks really cool there's a whole bunch of stuff that i when i saw i was like this is game breaking like there's like hover backpacks uh the buddy bot you can ride on there's like catapults um and I think from what I from what I've gathered is that some of these uh, more intensive resources that you you can use in Death Stranding will be available to you later in the game because yeah. the the early game has some cool stuff too in the, in the original, but that isn't introduced introduced until later as you progressively start to get more gear and start to traverse the USA. So I don't think it'll be actually game breaking. Otherwise, yeah, cannot wait for this game September. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll shut up now. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. In the racing mode, that looks kind of cool as well. It's kind of like an original like racing type thing inside of Death Stranding. It's kind of crazy. Um, Cannot wait, dude. Yeah. Perfect timing. I've got a video essay coming out soon on like Death Stranding. So like, nice. I, I'm already downloaded the, tra- the trailer to include it in, <laughs> in the video. I have to rework some stuff, but yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, and you say it's you say it's weird that it ends with this, but it's Jeff Keeley. He loves Hideo Ko- Kojima, so it's not that surprising or crazy because <laughs> he mm-hmm. freaking loves that man more than he loves anything in the world. <laughs> but uh, and actually, Christian, there was one more announcement. Jeff Keeley will be in Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus. <laughs> That was almost like a shameless plug for him. He's like, all right, I did all this work to put this show together. At least, like, watch this. I'll be in this cool thing. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite tell if it was, like, Disney, like, an advertisement, or if it was just like, yo, check me out in this show. I, I legit yeah. couldn't tell. It was so weird. I think, he, I think he was just genuinely excited to be in Muppets because, like, every like ever since he got the Muppets to show up at the Game Awards, he's talked about how much he loves the Muppets and, like... Uh, he's talked about before how much he would love to have a Muppet of him created, like all of this stuff. He's like obsessed with the Muppets. So I think it's just him being genuinely excited about it. But yeah. Congratulations, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Jeff. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Christian, before we close out the show? No, I think we wrapped it up. Well, I have one, one thing to say, Christian. Okay. Halo okay. Infinite is 343's Halo 3. Nice. As I always say. Stay on brand. Stay on brand. <laughs> Thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Christian. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. Super monkey ball, baby. <laughs>